There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Welcome back to the Dr. Light Show. My name is Josh here with Jim Price. Hello. Hello. What's up, what's up guys? <laughs> you know, Jim? Yes, sir. It's a, it's a pretty sunny and hot day out there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's the middle of July. It's, it's, I thought that's it's what we were supposed to do in July. It's sweltering in uh, Texas. You're getting older. <laughs> getting too old. Sorry. Well, the, did you know that the uh, Biden admin... Wants to block out in the sun? Yeah. No, that's fine. That's not going to worry. Hey, Bob, we got our feedback still. Um, no, that's fine. No, we're, um, that's, you know, we don't have to worry about, uh, you know, you know, potholes or, you know, vegetation control and the, you know, the sides of the streets or anything like that. Let's just uh, block out the sun. That'll fix it. I mean, what do we, <sighs> do we have time well, for this? Because <clears throat> well, you, you think about this, of all the things that we're worried about right now, I mean, I thought Uncle Pooty was going to blow up uh, that nuclear reactor over there, and we were going to have nuclear war, and but now we oh still have time God. to block out the sun. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, stuff. I mean, they want to do a. Um, we're entering the well. Okay, so what's going on here? This was talked about in COP twenty seven, which was last year, last November. Okay, right. the UN's annual climate summit. summit. and it was discussed of a the White House's five year research plan to huh. geoengineer the atmosphere to block out the sun, to artificially modify the Earth's climate, utilizing uh, heavy metal particulates in the atmosphere. Um, you know, Heavy metal means toxic metal, by the way. Go correct, ahead. correct. But w- when, when did they consult with the rest of humanity on this? Um, you know, he- here's the thing, Jim, and I'll, I'll, I'll yeah. say this on the airwaves, um, that if they make a move to do this, it's mm-hmm. game on. It, it, it's game on. That that that's the that's the last straw. Like no no, yeah. it, it, it's done. Like that's that's when we go downtown and we say, hey, it's time to get yourself into a jail cell, um, and and we do probably some other things because, um, it, you know, I've been saying this for a while and it's kind of jokingly saying it right, right. but they are terraforming this planet. Uh huh. They are. They want it to be incredibly cold, much milder seasons. They don't want well, you to have the. But you won't to have a crops. season if everything is just the same. Well, that's right. I mean, that's the. They, they want to push another ice problem. age. They if you go into, <clears throat> if you live at seventy-two degree weather all the time, seventy-two degree weather is hot to you. If you live in, you know, below freezing. You know, obviously, forty and fifty degrees is going to be uh, you know, really hot to you. Your body acclimates to a lot of things, but the sad part of it is, is the plants around us need that warmth of the soil to be able to grow, grow, and and to to nourish themselves. The 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 soil temperature is what causes a tree to lose its leaves or gain its leaves. The soil temperature is what causes the seed to to germinate. I mean, all these things that they're talking about blocking out the sun. The fact that the radiation actually does do things the chemical process it does to the earth is necessary to say they're going to block it out because that's we're worried about temperature temperature is not what is what is called that's not what we're chasing 
Temperature's not the issue. And, oh, by the way, I talked about this on the extended show yesterday, Josh. Do you know that they say that my truck, I calculated this out on the air yesterday. So if I averaged at 30,000 miles a year, if I was an average citizen. Jim's doing math on the air. Uh Uh-oh. I know. Okay, here's the one. You carry the toe. Um, You know, common core math stuff. I just made it up because that's what math is anyway, just made up numbers. Um, But the, the idea that... I I, put, I I I multiply it out. That means I my truck will consume about nine tons of gasoline per year, nine tons in a thirty thousand mile at fifteen miles per gallon. Okay. Now to say that I my truck produces eight tons of or uh, four four to five tons of carbon means that the gas that comes in the very beginning of my truck. And explodes and turns into an exhaust, you know, turns into another gas, and you know, turns into a vapor, and goes out the the butt end of my truck. That that weight from the fuel going in the truck to the weight of the products coming out of the butt end of that truck are exactly the same, because everything that gasoline turns into is straight carbon, according to their math, according to what they're telling me. That what goes into the front of my truck in premium gasoline comes out the butt end as Nothing but a cubic ton of CO two. Did you did you ever did you ever go back and look at their math on CO two and what it really is that they're saying that you know what we're really producing? My truck is producing an equal amount of CO two gas, the same amount of weight as it does ingesting the gas. Now, how is that possible? How is it everything in the chemical response of the the gasoline exploding in the cylinder of my truck, how does that equate to exact exchange coming out of the tail end of CO2 only? It's not an exact exchange, but it's close. But it's called the law of conservation of energy. And we're talking about thermodynamics at this point. Well, no, it's saying they're saying it's only CO2. I mean, they're saying that what I've consumed... It's not carbon monoxide. It's not... uh, No. It's no. not heavy other elements. It's, it's, it's not, only equal uh, to gasoline into CO2. See, that's oh, the problem. Oh, oh, okay. So only thing that comes out of my tailpipe is a CO2. And so having a CO2 molecule coming out of the back end only because that's the only thing that gasoline produces is an absolute lie because my nine 9,000 pounds of fuel has turned into 8,000 pounds of CO2. Well, on average, whatever they're saying. Well, it's well, almost, let me ask you this. It, it Isn't yeah. carbon dioxide colorless and odorless? And heavier than air? Yeah. Yeah, so so shouldn't yeah. we be seeing nothing come out of the tailpipe? Yeah. And we shouldn't I, be able to saying. smell anything. Yeah, yeah, you shouldn't be able to smell anything. You shouldn't be, you should see nothing come out of the tailpipe if it was just yeah. carbon dioxide. But see that's just not the case. Um, see and, their and, math doesn't work in translatable well, no, real, real world situations. Funding. Their math works for government funding. Oh. Uh, see the universities receive billions of dollars every decade from the type of funding that is derived from climate research. And so it behooves them to manipulate the numbers. Like, there's a sensor array on this planet. Uh And I think there's like 10,000, sorry, yeah, about 10,000 different sensors. And they position these sensors all throughout the planet. So you have to have like a control group. So they'll put some in the Amazon. They'll put some in open fields and stuff like that. Uh, But they'll put them in cities as well. And right. what these sensors do is measure surface level carbon dioxide. 
Hmm. Now, the a lot of the numbers that they're coming out with, with, oh, we've had an increase of so much carbon dioxide this last year and the temperature's warming, right? They'll, they'll do the temperature range, same thing with the same sensors. And so, yeah, naturally, when you have a concentration of carbon dioxide, guess what the temperature's going to be? It's going to be a degree or a half degree warmer in that area because you do have carbon dioxide buildup. But guess where yeah. those gases are going to be concentrated at? In the higher veg- – oh, well, well higher – well, yeah, let me, no, let me take all that back. No, it's going to be in the higher population areas, the higher density yeah. population areas, the areas with more pollution. So the But where we have less vegetation, we have less big trees, That's we have right. less – So what they, what they did over the last uh, 20 years is out of those 10,000 sensors, they do a sampling, okay? Oh, that's So they'll crazy, do an man. aggregate sampling, and they'll – Predominantly, what other climate researchers who say that global warming's false will uh, right. said when they looked at the data is that they will take the city data and then only a few control groups and add it in there to match the numbers which they find feasible to rec- to continue getting funding. So right. it's massive manipulation because if you took in all 10,000 sensors, what you'd find out is that there is nothing. There, we're, actually, we're actually coming out of an ice age and we're actually just warming slightly a bit, but that is natural within the cycles of the Earth. But we're talking about like tenths way, of the degree, right? We're not talking 30 yeah, yeah. degrees swing here. No, no, no. And, and not only that, is surface-level carbon dioxide has <clears throat> nothing to do with global climate. Okay, I'll say that again. Surface level carbon dioxide has nothing to do with global climate. The reason is, is because the climate or the temperature of the planet is primarily determined by the solar rays coming in and having the greenhouse effect within the atmosphere. Now, what's interesting, and you just you mentioned it before, carbon dioxide is lighter than air. So heavier than air. Heavier, yeah. Sorry, heavier than air, which means that. If we had real global warming, we would see an increase in atmospheric carbon dioxide. But guess what? That's absolutely not the case. Right. Atmospheric carbon dioxide has never changed since we began measuring it. Oh, what? That doesn't fit my science. My science says you're wrong. We can't have mass hysteria over something that we can't... This is really the actually the, the funniest thing ever. It's like, okay... Remember they told you don't eat salt, don't eat salt because it's going to give you hardening of your arteries. Don't Remember eat this salt. Whole don't eat fat. Um, yeah. fat free everything. Yeah, yeah. And don't produce CO two. Are all in the exact same column of this is exactly what makes the world a better place. Salt makes your your cells you know communicate better to each other. They also keep you from getting migraines, heart uh, heart failure. Also, hardening of the arteries is actually softened because of the magnesiums and the and the uh, different things in the salt. The same thing with CO2. CO2 makes the earth more lush. It makes the earth more lush. Lush. Think about it. They don't want you to have it. Nope. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight. They don't want you to grow your own food, Jim. We'll be right back with more Dark Delight show after this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, Jim Price. Yes, sir. What's up, Josh Reed? You know, it, a lot of this comes down to, I mean, think about what they're doing um, to produce synthetic food, what they're doing to produce um, sustainable agriculture with hydroponic systems in controlled environments. I, Why I, are they Josh, doing that? That doesn't, okay, first of all, 
It doesn't work. It, all it does, okay, so if they can get you guys to believe that the synthetic meat, these cancer meats, by the way, guys, they are fast-growing meat sales, which means they are cancer meat. Uh, that You can't get away from that definition uh, biologically. That's really what it is, is it's cancer meat. But the sad part of it is it's only going to destroy you. They're, this is more about really the sadomasochist way of these people living their lives. They believe that watching you pump yourself full of chemotherapy, watching you die slowly, watching you hemorrhage and do all these things that you know they've, they've put into you because you eat them, this break derives them pleasure. This is what their, their goal is. I mean, when we talk about you can use the biblical reference of Satan really wants to see you suffer have you not read the book of Job? Have you not heard the story of Job? I mean, this is what they do, and this is what these people are about. You know, the idea that they're trying to tell you, don't use say, table salt, which is the one thing that keeps you alive. You are salt water. Isn't that what they told you in elementary school? You're the same thing as salt water, but don't eat salt. Well, how do you get that, how do you get that in there? So this is just, yeah, this is craziness. Well, it, it is craziness, and there's an agenda at foot. To basically, I mean, you know, I, I've been, I've been analyzing, I've been analyzing this, Jim. I've been running the You've numbers, been staring at and, it, and, and something, <laughs> something don't make sense, Jim. <laughs> I was staring at it for a long time until I just fell asleep, and it came to me in a dream. Oh, well, whatever. It, this ahead. is this is what I got out of it. Is if you start thinking about the population reduction programs that they're running, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so start thinking about energy. We're moving to they want to move towards a green energy infrastructure. Now, th- we got to give it an no acronym. Sense. PRP, Population Reduction Program. PRP. There you go. PRP. PRP. <laughs> I like that. PRP. PRP. I'm writing that one down. Okay, so <laughs> if you wanted to move to a green safe energy that is abundant, you go to nuclear. You go to thorium reactors. Right, there's no mm-hmm. nuclear waste, and, and like if they melt down, nothing happens. I mean, these mm-hmm. these things were built in the '60s and are highly perpetual efficient. energy. Yeah, almost perpetual. Like, yeah. so why are we going to solar and wind? Well, let me tell you why. Because the production of solar and wind is limited; it can be mm-hmm. controlled, and the infrastructure yep. that is being built for solar and wind. Well, Jim, that can't provide electricity for 8 billion people. Bingo. But you know what it can produce? You know how many people it can produce electricity for? About a million. About about 500 million. About 500 million. The same thing goes with the food. Have we noticed that there are... Georgia Guidestones. Well, yeah. Have we noticed that in the Netherlands... They are taking away farmers' farms through eminent domain Taking them away. Literally taking taking them away. Italy, Germany, France, Netherlands, they are taking their farms away because new rules came down from the, uh, what is it, the UN Sustainable Development Goals. They basically reduced nitrogen and carbon emissions from farmers. So what they did is they limited the amount of fertilizers that these farmers could use in production. Well, this dropped most of those farmers' production by almost 60%. Now, these farmers produce food for all of Europe. And these farmers right. came out there and said, I can't produce food if you do this. And they said, well, if you don't like it, then we're going to take your farm. So they protested, and they took their farm. The same thing is happening right now. They are trying to implement this in the United States of America to where they are going to 
instill these massive restrictions on farmers in the sense of what they can use and what they can't use. You'll have to buy from the big agro companies, um, whatever you know, new mystery uh, supplement that they have for your crops. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's going to reduce the amount of various different fertilizers, phosphates, nitrates, um, and, and also the output of carbon dioxide, quote unquote, which they say uh, that's going right. to happen there. They want to get rid of all cows. They want to they want to eliminate all cows, Jim. They just want it to like, oh sense. well, you know, we we created cows ten thousand years ago, so uh, through domestication. Yeah. But we're gonna it's we're run just its, gonna annihilate it's run its them. course. It's run its course. <laughs> we're good. You know, the the millions of cows on this planet, yeah, they could just go away. Yeah, that's And we're just going to slaughter them in a field instead of, like, killing them and giving them as food to people who could use it. Like, wait, what? You've seen this, like, in in Texas. Like, if they have an over – so there's certain numbers that Mm -hmm. that ranchers, livestock ranchers, have to meet, right? Now, if they overproduce from those numbers or if the government changes those numbers – they have to call all those cows. Did you know this? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. No. This the ten thousand of them it, last year. I think it was like ten to thirty thousand of them were called in the field, just dead. Boop. Done. Yeah. How about this? Why wouldn't we humanely kill them, slaughter them, cut the meat up, and then just go give it out for free? Give because it to homeless the, shelters. Yeah. Give With it the to, FDA. To, the FDA doesn't want that. They said uh, no. You cannot put it onto the market. Okay. Oops. You gotta be kidding me here. Everything the government touches, they screw. And there's another word I can't use on this the airwaves, but I mean literally think about it. Is everything they touch do they just screw? Every single time. What is the government doing that actually makes our life better? Josh, I mean seriously, please name me something that you know what, because of this, the world is a better place that our that any government well, on I, earth is doing. Come I, on. I can I can actually answer that question. Can you? All right, all right, let's go ahead. The one thing that the government does that makes this country a better place is tyranny. And the reason I say that is because it reminds us of our freedoms. It reminds us of our power. It reminds us of individual rights and why our founding fathers fought so hard over almost 250 years ago for the freedom of the American people. That's the best thing that our government could ever do is... is Delve into tyranny and oppression because it's a sick reminder to you, me, and everybody else in this country of what we had and what we let go and what we can have again if we only stood and united together. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're creating, they're creating a, a movement in us, which is great. Great, right? It's a positive. But at the same time, guys, we got to be better than this. we got to be more vigilant. we got to be on top of what's really going on here. And we don't have to be. We don't have to be victim to this. I mean, this is one of the things I talk about. I mean, right, right, we talk about God-given, enable rights, something that cannot be ca- taken away or given away. And yet, we don't even really know how to practice that or what that really means. To say, "Oh, well, we have God-given, enable rights." It's a ca- catchphrase. It's a, something you put on the back of a T-shirt. But we don't pr- practice that. The idea that we really are the power. I, I was talking about this in the spaces last night, and uh, that, that this is how terrified of of us they really are. They're going to try to block out the sun because you're that terrifying. No, seriously, guys, think of it as a compliment. The government has told you, "Hey, we need to block out the sun because it's you know it's about a tenth of a degree warmer than we think it should be," <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, explain that one to me. But at the same time, they're trying to depopulate the Earth because if you find out your power, 
you found out your strength, you find out what you can really do, who you really are, then they don't their game doesn't play anymore. And that's all as simple as this. This is what they'd rather do to you. Um, it's easier to kill you than deal with you. And that's where they're really planning on going with all this stuff. It's and it's well, when you we think about the, on, you want to know what they're planning on going with all this stuff, Jim. Talk to me. Do you know what the summit of the future in 2024 is? The summit of the future. It's in 2024. Do you know what this is? Uh, I think I do. Go ahead. There's a lot of summits for these guys. It's a once in a generation up. opportunity to enhance cooperation on critical challenges and address gaps in global governance. Reaffirm existing commitments, including the Sustainable Development Goals and the United Nations Charter, and move towards a reinvigorated multilateral system that is better positioned to positively impact people's lives. Building on the the Sustainable Sustainable Development Goals Summit in 2023, member states will consider ways to lay the foundations for a more effective global cooperation that can deal with today's challenges as well as new threats in the future. Wow. That sounds yummy. I get me two of those. Whatever that is, I want. I want a double helping. Oh, of that. it sounds so warm and cozy, and it's just like, oh, I just want to eat it up like that. Like, oh my goodness! Like these people, these people yeah. are in control, and they know what is best for humanity, and we should just let them run with it. But wait, wait, wait. Who are these people? Well, these are, uh, you know, these are nation states. These are global leaders. These are philanthropists. These are billionaires. Wait, these are the same ones that were going to Jeffrey Epstein's island and indulge uh-huh. in human sex trafficking and pedophilia. These are the same mm-hmm. ones that are running criminal, criminal elite empires of selling, selling state secrets and selling out their country, selling, you know, massive amounts of technology from the military to other foreign countries. These are the same people that are laundering taxpayer money away from the American people to other yeah. third world countries right back into their own pocket. These are the same people who have murdered people to keep them silent. You know, I, I don't get a warm, fuzzy feeling that I want these people talking about the future. It just doesn't work <laughs> for me. Like the, you don't the, feel safe? <laughs> the future that they have in mind is not necessarily the same one that I have in mind. You don't feel safe? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't feel safe with somebody who wants to block out the sun. Okay, let's say that works, Josh. Let's, let me do this. Hold on a second. Let's act like we, you know, this is, a, this is a problem we have to solve. Let's say it's a real one. What happens if they put a little too much in the, the blocking of the sun and it really, really blocks out the sun? Magnets, How do Jim. they know? Magnets. Huh? Magnets. Magnets. I magnets. need a magnet, and I'm going to go up there in the magnet sky, and I mean, they, they fly on, magnet planes up there to pull all the metals out. That's what they do. Oh, well, that's nice of them. I didn't know they had a magnet plane. <laughs> okay. I made what do you do, man? To... I'm the magnet plane pilot. Uh, it's the dude. business of the future. How do we restore the atmosphere? <laughs> magnet planes. Magnet, magnet planes. planes. That's going to be a little hard with that rope hanging there with a magnet out the back of it. That magnet's out there swinging around in the wind. Like, I don't know. And I hope they figure that out. That's no, awesome. no, That's Jim, nice that they have the, that. You make the whole plane a magnet. Oh, the whole plane's a magnet. Oh, yeah, yeah. so the engines. You, you see, like, the E2 Hawkeye, right? That has the, the little dome on the top that kind of right, like, right, yeah. has a sensor array. You just turn that into one big superconducting magnet. So then other planes are like, tink. <laughs> <laughs> Like, turn down the magnet. We're drawing other planes in. Crap. Oh, magnet plane. Try to save plane. the planet. This is a Boeing 767. You are getting... Ah! Bunk. <laughs> Stuck Bunk. on the side of it. <laughs> I don't think we can do the landing, bro. Like, it's too, too heavy. 
All right, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show into this. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Dark Delight Show. Hello. Magnet planes and all. Magnet. I got a magnet plane flying through the sky. You you think about that. That is actually kind of terrifying in a way. But that's probably what our government will do. Hey, you know, guys, we really screwed up on that whole sun thing. So what we've done now is uh, we've got these big planes. We're just going to put magnets on it. It'll be fine. No, it'll be great. I don't think I don't know, man. I don't see this as an ending well. Why don't they just leave? I mean, okay, think about We've made it on this big blue marble here. For how many, so depending on which, you know, Book of Enoch or whichever, you know, historical document you're using on, we've been doing the whole Earth thing for a day or two. And yet suddenly how, somehow in the last 80 years we decided that we're just screwing it all up and we need to chemicalize everything. Like we really didn't, we're not, I don't think we're, I don't think we're smart here. I think we've got it all wrong. I understand there's some things in life that have been better because we've bothered to use chemical tr- processes, but the idea of chemically altering us and treating us is really the part where I don't get that. We know that the things that, that we are able to grow and, and uh, slaughter uh, make make us a better human being. We know that. But yet we we decided that, nah, that whole nature thing is so old school. Let's just do some new school genetic modified GMO good stuff, and then we'll... It'll be fine. We'll play God. We know what we're doing. We're really good at it. Are we? I don't know. We've got malaria cases in Texas and Florida we haven't had in 20 years. Tell me how that's working out, Bill Gates. This is... This is I, oh. <sighs> I don't feel good about it, man. I don't... Why, who asked this question? Who asked the question? Who was the jerk that said, Hey, has anybody ever thought about the temperatures a little hot? Can we do anything about that? Who's sitting in the boardroom that day? Who was, it was like, oh, yeah, that bet, Johnny. Yeah, let's get on that well, one. That's I, I, the, think that's they, I think that they were looking for something that affects all human beings. And when you look at things that affect all human beings, number one is going to be climate. Number two is going to be food. Number three is going to be water. Number four is going to be energy. And look at that. Those are the top four things that are on their sustainable development goals to completely transform those industries. You know, I, I find it funny. We have uh, – I, I, I lived in Colorado for a while. Right. And the Colorado River is a source of water for many states, California, Arizona, um, Nevada, uh, Utah, t- t- stuff like that, right? And right. the Colorado River is running dry. You remember last year how the uh, Great Salt Lake and stuff like that was all running dry? The Colorado River is yeah. running dry. So there's uh, some philanthropist organizations out there that are – getting government grants, multi-million dollar government grants to restore the Colorado River. So they're going in there and mm-hmm. trying to get the water flow back going and restoring the Colorado restore. River. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I find it interesting that they're getting these government grants, this, this one – I'm not going to na- mention the name of them – this one specific philanthropist organization. They're getting these government grants to go out there and, and save the Colorado River. But on the other end of the river – it's that same organization. They're subsidiary businesses, not nonprofits, subsidiary businesses that are bottling up the water and sending it to the United Arab Emirates. What? what? And then, send, yeah, oh, you didn't know this. They don't have water on that side of the planet? They don't do, they have to but, but they, 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 get, they, it, they get it really on water cheaply. To get t- 
Yeah, they get it really uh, cheaply from the United States, from the Colorado River. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And, and get, they, they fill up tankers, tankers of the Colorado okay. River, and they fly it out there each month. And this so one organization, put, well, this one family, let's just say that, this right. one lead, is, is taking water from one side, drying the river up, and then receiving government grants on the other end to restore it. I don't, yeah, I don't. And then you heard about the, uh, what, the, uh, the alfalfa <sighs> in Arizona? What's right. going on oh, with the yeah, alfalfa those... fields in Arizona? Uh-huh. That's, that's yep. United Arab Emirates. Right. There's some, some spooky Dubai. stuff going on in Arizona. I don't think people are paying attention to the whole Arizona thing as a whole. I know that we talk about Carrie Lake and the election stuff there. But I'm telling you right now, there's some problems with these uh, Arabics that are going in there and buying up large, large, large pieces of Phoenix, large parts of the valley. But then this whole water thing where they're pulling millions and millions of gallons of water off the aquifer uh, for these high water use uh you know, vegetable farms, I say vegetables, mm-hmm. I mean, like uh, alfalfa and other things. It's really, it's really creepy what's going on there. And I don't know what the final agenda is other than just pulling the natural resources out of America while we, while we sit back and suffer. Well, that, that's exactly what's happening is they're raping and pillaging this country of its right. natural resources. Why do you think China's buying so much land? It's not to spy on military bases. China's getting ready for when America collapses, they can move in and take over the farmland so they can grow crops for their people here in the United States at very, very cheap prices, very similar to how, well, we do this in other Central and South American countries. Yeah. Wow. Oh, this is... uh well, okay. Well, so then we create the parallel economy. How many guys? How many people have actually gone out there and got a hold of their local meat processor and started getting wild game or uh, other half cows from local producers? I when I was driving through up there, I went to the I went to the Grand Canyon of the East. I did do that while I was there, um, and I saw a ton of dairy farms. I was really impressed with some of the operations that were down in that area. Yeah. I was really I thought it was really cool. But if you guys got that many dairy farms around, that must be you guys are getting unpasteurized milk and so that you guys are healthier than the rest of America. If you guys have dairy farms and there are other cattle farms as well that are able to produce meat that that's not going to be GMO'd or you know, mRNA vaccinated and all that other stuff. So you guys have a, a great opportunity to create a parallel economy. Or you can go back to Walmart and get your get your uh, get you some Bill Gates meat. It'll be fine. He's a great guy. He's never hurt anybody, really. Kind of, I mean, yeah. Bill Gates? I have the same medical degree. Bill that Gates? He does. Oh no! I don't, yeah, I, I have the same medical. Uh, that's right. I have the same doctorate that Bill Gates has. Yeah, yeah. Me and him. And we, so we I think I know a thing year. or two about all of this. <laughs> I know a thing or two about a thing or two. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know. And he's never hurt Again. anybody, guys. He's never hurt anybody except for those few hundred thousand children and adults in Africa and in India and many other countries um, who right. tried to sue him and then were uh, – their their countries were taken over by the WHO and the United Nations. But, you know, I mean, hey, look, wh- wh- who am I to say that, right? Um Except for all those vaccine programs that happened through Africa that was basically genocide throughout the 1990s. You know, Oops. It, he didn't intentionally hurt them. He was just trying to depopulate the world and make the world a safer place for sterilizing him. Because he he's all about those white people, right? I mean, because yeah. that's how his his family really was. I mean, his father was one of the top administrators at Planned Parenthood. 
Planned Parenthood is predominantly a eugenics organization. Eugenics is founded under the same principles that allow that basically created Nazism, Adolf Hitler, Mm -hmm. to believe in a master Aryan race. Wow. This is kind of crazy when we th- start really going back and you know, like you do the whole the Sanger thing and the the uh, abortion issue and all these. I mean, it's really kind of amazing how all this stuff really lines up with one another. It does. It's not like a kind of deal. It's just it absolutely is a real thing. Like the whole like George Soros uh, going back through the Bush family, back through Halliburton, back through. Uh, Dick Cheney going back through Obama, going back through – then we start going into the pharmaceutical companies that are now Monsanto and other places like that. Um, This is really really kind of an eye-opening thing that we have been doing this for so long. It's crazy. This bloodline stuff is really – I mean, what do you call it? The Game of Thrones? Is that what we're living Mm -hmm. in is the Game of Thrones? The Game of Thrones? Uh, Yeah. The the War of the Roses, the Game of Thrones – uh, the Lord of the Rings, it's the hero's journey. And yeah. the interesting thing about the hero's journey is there always comes a time where the hero ha- seems defeated. Seems like he's knocked down and that he's not going to get up again. And then mm-hmm. he rises to his glory, shining and glistening, wielding his sword to victory. And guess where we're at right now? Is a, this is happening on a societal perspective. Okay, so right. if you understand uh, the uh, the hero's journey and how this all unfolds, I mean, any basically Hollywood movie follows um, the hero's journey. Joseph Campbell did a great series on it, which was once on PBS when PBS was great. Um, but a hero's journey is basically the the greatest story ever told. And right now, what we're seeing is a manifestation, an archetypical manifestation, a union archetypical manifestation of the hero's journey within a societal framework to where society is being, you know, boot the neck and beat down and crushed and we lost all hope and everybody thinks it's, it, it's over. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, out of the ashes, the phoenix rises, wielding its sword to defeat. To defeat its enemy and bring well, it's kind the of that last that last moment, right, where they stand up and do the the knife through the heart of the enemy. Good, yep. good. Oh, so let, let's go take a call then, Mark, Mike Rochester. Yeah. Hey, Mike, Josh. You there? Jim, how's it going? Hey, good Josh. Good, Jim, how's it going? Good, Mike. What's up, man? Hey, nothing much. I just wanted to. Uh, sorry, I missed you guys last week. Uh, hey, I just want to point out a few little uh, tidbits. Uh, they want to do the, the chemtrails, put these chemicals to block the sunlight out. How's the solar panels going to work? Great point. Oops. <laughs> well, Oops. Uh, they won't work as efficiently. We didn't think about that. They're very one. efficient now. I mean, they're very efficient now. You, you block the <laughs> you block the UV rays. And the sol- your solar panels don't work. Yeah, um, your low voltage solar panels are are doing so great now. Wait till the sun's blocked out; they'll work even better. <laughs> also, Maybe they'll get their money back. Also, too, you were just talking about movies. Uh, there's a movie that came out a couple years back about them doing something similar, doing blocking out the UV rays, and it went badly wrong. And they built the train to take all the elites around the world for a hundred years until the 
weather finally corrected itself? Is that like life intimidating art and, or vice versa? I don't know. Wow. That was on, <laughs> I was on USA, and, and they made a series like a, a year or so, and it kind of failed. But, yeah, it's about some stupid train that goes around the world because they screwed up the atmosphere, and they decided to put all the elites on this train, and then the, 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 the poor people jumped on the very back end of the caboose. So, um, oh, and Jim, um, in yes, New York sir. State, um, farmers can't sell unpasteurized milk to the public. Well, that's why you create a private member association, a PMA, yeah. so that you have a private agreement between you and the other individual that's outside the government. A PMA will actually allow you to sell milk outside of that. Right. Pa- private member you- association. It's a real thing. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, no, I, 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 I've looked into it myself. But most, most yeah. of the milk is, is formed by co-ops up here, and they, right. they keep it from being – um, I mean, there is ways of getting it. There are smaller farmers and things of that nature. But all right, gentlemen. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, sir. Take care, man. You bet. Jim. Sir. They only have enough energy for 500 million of us with solar panels and wind turbines. And if they block out the sun, there's no solar mm-hmm. panels. Oops. Uh-oh. Better go back to the <sighs> table and recount. I, I can see them now. Sir, I promise you, we've covered all angles. We know exactly what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, we got this. 20 years later, <laughs> oogie boogie. We don't got this. Caveman. All right, we'll be right back with more Dark Delight Show. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right. Back to the Welcome Dark back. Delight Show. So they're yes, going to they're gonna put some um, metal product uh, particulates in the atmosphere, it's going to block up the sun, and solar panels are going to reduce in efficiency by eighty percent. And uh, by that time, the uh, the whole world will be off of, of petroleum, gas, and oil, and uh, we will uh, only only Buffalo, New York, will be the one with electricity. <laughs> the only one. They're the only ones got it. Uh, this is, I mean, you know, three hours later. Oh, oops! The sun's too dark. Now we don't have anything. Now the trees oh, won't grow, the grass won't grow. I, I'm gonna tell you right now, guys. When you plant stuff in the shade, um, you know, as because I've got you know got the whole thing going on at the on the property here. There are things that we that you can plant in the shade that you plant in the sun, and there's a difference in growth just in the tree shade. Much less you're gonna block out the sun. I mean, we're talking plants are a third to half the size of what everything else is that has direct sun. And people don't realize how essential it really is the basic needs of grass, sunflowers, other plants like that, that need the sun. You're going to block it out. You, like, think about things underneath a tree. The grass doesn't always grow real well under the tree, depending on what brand it is or type it is. But this is what we're doing. Like, this is, this is what we're going to do. This, this is not this – okay, this is a bridge too far for me just by the fact that they've said it out loud. What was the dumb thoughts that they didn't say out loud? What were the things at the board table that the when they said, hey, let's block out the sun, what were the other ones they said, no, nah, no, nah, we're not going to do that right now? How dumb were the other thoughts? If this is the one they came out of the boardroom with, there's, there's got to be worse ones out there, and I don't want to know what they are. Golly, can you imagine? But this is dumb. This is stupidity in motion. All right, anyway, so, yeah, it's going to change everything. You talk about changing everything. You start cooling down the earth, the earth's surface. You start changing the, uh, the temperature of the oceans. 
um, you will talk. You talk about throwing things into a cataclysm. Uh, the thing is, a lot of times the, the cooling of the water in the ocean actually creates larger storms, not the warming. So the problem is, is when you start thinking about these, you know, oh, we're going to cool things down because Jim, you know, we need that tenth of degree. You know, we're going to spend trillions of dollars to cool down the world with a tenth of degree. You think that's going to be what we? Solar flares are the biggest reason we have heat fluctuations and, and thermodynamic changes in our, our Earth's surface. It has nothing to do with what we're doing. The thermal radiation, the, the the plumes that come off of the sun, is what causes our problem, not us. We can't do that. China does more in one day than we do in 100 years as Americans. They do more in one day than the entire rest of the globe does. This is what I don't understand is people don't even pay attention that none of this matters. And, oh, by the way, we have a big uh, Saudi Arabia dust storm coming overhead. I don't know if you knew that yet. The Midwest is going to be covered with uh, Saudi Arabian sand that has been pushed up into the upper atmosphere and it should be falling over the next few days. So look forward to the dirt shower from Saudi Arabia. Maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe that's what they did. They got a big fan over there in the Middle East, and they were blowing up the sand, and that's how they're doing it. They're not going to do it with uh, magnet planes. They're going to do it with uh, – they'll just do it with dirt. Big dust storm. That's right, right, right. Why not? Why not? Well, yeah, you know, fine. Jim, what we're headed towards right now in this world – is a major conflict. And the reason I say we're headed towards a major conflict because there's massive disagreement from the people of the world with the leaders of the world. And we call them leaders, but is that the right word? The, these no. people are self-proclaimed rulers and dictators. And uh, I think that we're coming to a point very, very soon where those people in the positions of uh, philanthropic power, corporate power, private power, as well as governmental power are going to have a day of reckoning. What, what, do, what do you think? Well, yeah, yeah. But, but it takes – yeah, I do believe that. I do believe so. I think we are winning in this. I think that we've, we've gone a long way. Um, like I said, six – I said this before, you know, 2016, 2014, nobody wanted to talk about voter integrity. No one wanted to talk about human trafficking. No one wanted to talk about how big the government and how out of control they were. No one wanted to talk about what do, we, what do we have now. We're having great conversations where people are finally saying, you know what, I've had enough. That's it. We're, we're not doing this anymore. We're not playing government. We're not playing big government. We want small government. And I think it's great. I mean, you guys have been doing a great job of, of, of scaring the pants off these people. That's why they're having to try to kill you now. Because they figured out they can't just simply control you. Now they got to figure out how they kill you. So, you know, join the fight. Join the fight. Stand up. Create the parallel economy that is yours, and you can become as free as you want to be. Well, it's you know, literally the, one of the best effort. places, Jim, for, for people to go out there and start collaborating on this. We do this all the time. Jim's a member. I'm a member. Uh, socialredpill.com, people. Socialredpill.com. It's really easy. S-O-C-I-A-L-R-E-D-P-I-L-L.com. It's a private social network. You can help support Jim and I, the Red Pill Project, on there uh, with a subscription. But it, it's a really cool site. It's a private social network. Uh, we have nightly Zooms all the time, and so you guys can head on over there if you want to check that out. It's a great place uh, to collaborate. Tons of people on there, lots of good people. We call it the Red Pill Fam. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so you can go out there. You can start having those discussions about parallel economies, parallel systems. Because we are we are limited by live air. We are limited by live air. A lot of things that we can really talk about or say or – go into depth with because you know this is i mean this is still regulated by the fcc you know the federal communications committee you know commission doesn't uh take it lightly for you going around telling too much of the truth i mean look at look what they've done with project veritas or what they you know james o'keefe and other people like that who you know they'll come after you they'll find ways to get rid of you so 
there's that whistleblower too, the DOJ whistleblower. Have you heard about this? I don't know. We got a couple of minutes left here, but the DOJ yeah, sell, is bringing. Sell Oh yeah, no the Gal Loft, Gal Loft, the whistleblower, the yeah, family. Gal, uh, Gal Loft, Gal Loft. He's yeah, yeah. been arrested after he whistleblowed two years ago. The FBI agent that went and visited him was the same FBI agent that ran the Hunter Biden laptop investigation. They did nothing with the information. They immediately persecuted him. He mm-hmm. exiled. He came forth a few months ago and then disappeared. And the day he reappears, they charge him with a whole bunch of indictments. Hmm. Magic, huh? That's I just Oh folks, whenever you're ready, you know, you let me know. I'll be there for you. Hey, I came I came flying out there for you guys for Fourth of July. You guys don't think I wouldn't show up for you guys? I'll show up for you guys. I mean, we got a lot of things going on in this world around us that we should be really just pushing back on these guys, but your pain threshold. Um there are still and oh, by the way guys there are still areas in this country that will still allow you to homestead meaning you don't pay for anything for the acreage that you get. Uh I did find some places up in Minnesota, Kansas, Nebraska, parts of Colorado, uh even Idaho has places that you can still homestead. So if you guys think that, that a lot of it has to do with well I'm stuck here because I can't go anywhere I can't afford the property. Mm, that's not always true. There is a lot more out there, so be mindful that you don't have to, you know, fall victim. And the further you are away from them, the harder it is for them to reach out to you, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and by the way, some of that homesteading land is free. You can go out there and find some homesteading land, and they will give it to you free if you tend and care for that land, right? Yeah, you won't. But you won't have neighbors. I'm just going to tell you that right now, guys. Don't expect it to be like downtown Manhattan. You know, it's you're gonna be you're gonna be out. You're gonna have to drive for about an hour to the grocery store. You're gonna have to drive to a hospital. So, in other words, if you're if looking to be you know free and independent, you want to do that. Well, that there are places you can still go, and they will give you property. And there are even places that have old homes that you can go in and restore, and you 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 would be able to just take over a home. Take over property. It's not always about some big blank dirt piece of land, you know, blank dirt out there with no trees and no buildings. There's a place. There's places that have towns and houses and stuff that they just want you to come move into. Uh, there's even a place in northern Scotland that you can live on this island. It has, I think, it's like, like 1,200 people on the island, but they will pay you to live there because they have a declining population, and they will want they want you to come and live there. So. It's out there. Interesting. The freedom is yours. He's willing, willing to take it. All right, guys. We'll be right back with. Oh, actually, that's oh, that's this. Show's over. I forgot. Oh, yeah. We'll be back with you tomorrow with more of the Dark Delight Show. Hope you guys have a great day. Take care. We'll see you again. <laughs>